Abna, and welcome to Books with Abna. On today's episode, I'll be talking about one of Africa's leading writers, Ama Ata Edu. I will delve into the work and life of Ghana's prominent female writer. I will start with a short reading from her story, Two Sisters, from the Daughters of Africa, an international anthology of words and writing by women of African descent, edited by Margaret Busby published by Pantheon Books in 1992. The short story was first recorded as a short radio play by the Transcription Centre London. It can also be found in No Sweetness Here and Other Stories, published in 1970. As she shakes out the typewriter cloak and covers the machine with it, the thought of the bar she has to hurry to catch goes through her like pain. It is her luck, she thinks. Everything is just her luck. Why? If she had one of those graduates for a boyfriend, wouldn't he come and take her home every evening? And she knows that a girl does not herself have to be a graduate to get one of those boys. Certainly, Joe is dying to do exactly that with his taxi. And he is handsome as anything. And a good man. But you know? Besides, there are cars and there are cars. As for the possibility of the other actually coming to fetch her. Oh well. She has to admit it will take some time before she can bring herself to make demands of that sort on him. She has also to admit that the temptation is extremely strong. Would it really be so dangerously indiscreet? Doesn't one government's car look like another? The hugeness of it. A shaded glass. The uniformed chauffeur. She can already see herself stepping out to greet the dead with envy glances of the other girls. To begin with, she would insist on a little discretion. The driver can drop her under the neem trees in the morning and pick her up from there in the evening. Mm. Anyway... She would have to wait a little while for that. And it is all her luck. There are other ways, surely. One of these, for some reason, she has sworn to have nothing of. Her boss has a car and does not look bad. In fact, the man is alright. But she keeps telling herself that she does not fancy having some old and dried out housewife walking into the office one afternoon to tear out her hair and make a roll. Hmm. So for the meantime, I'm just going to continue to be the municipal bus with its grimy seats, its common passengers, and impudent conductors. Jesus! She doesn't wish herself dead or anything as stupidly final as that. Oh no. She just wishes she could sleep deep and only wake up in the morning of her glory. The new pair of black shoes are more realistic than their owner though. As she walks down the corridor, they sing, Count mercy, count your blessings, count mercy, count your blessings, count, count, count your blessings. Internationally recognized literary figure, Professor Ama Ata Edu, is known for her plays, poems, short stories, and essays. At age 15, she found her love for storytelling 
and started seriously writing in her early 20s. In 1965, Adu published her first play, The Dilemma of a Ghost. The play tells the story of a Ghanaian graduate who travels to study in America. On his return home, he comes with a black American wife. He finds his wife finds a sophisticated culture whose way she doesn't understand and whose members she's continually offending. The play was first performed on 12th March 1964 at the University of Ghana and later published in 1965. In 2007, The Dilemma of a Ghost was performed as part of the cultural event to mark Ghana's 50th independence celebration. It has also been performed in London at the African Centre in commemoration of the abolition of slave trade. Our Sister Killjoy is Edu's first novel. It was written in 1966 and published a decade later, 1977. The book tells the story of Sisi, a young African woman who travels to Germany and England to further her education. Our Sister Kyojo is a mixture of prose and poetry, which depicts the experiences and thoughts of Sisi, whose vision of the world is shaped by her constant awareness of the problems of Africa, and in particular, neocolonialism, and the corruption and hypocrisy of the African elite. The novel won her a fellowship at the Stanford University in California. In 1970, after Adu returned from California to teach at the Cape Coast, she published two of her works, a collection of her first short story titled No Sweetness Here and her second play called Anoa. The stories in No Sweetness Here is an unflinching yet sensitive portrayal of the Ghanaian society. In this book, Adu discusses weighty themes such as the right to education, women's rights, cultural survival, and the failure of independence to liberate Ghanaians. The play, Anoa, tells the story of a young woman, after refusing to marry several suitors, decides to marry a man of her own choosing. Through the character of Anoa, Edu depicts the story of a strong-willed woman who would not bend to her parents' will of marrying prospective suitors arranged by them. She ends up marrying a stranger who turns out to be the devil in disguise. Here is the poet Sapon Osei Asamoa reading Images of Africa at Century's End by Ama Ata Edo. Images of Africa at Century's End Dedication In Memoriam, Sheikh Anta Diop and for John Henrik Clark, Ivan Van Satima, Odate Bing, Ida Bracon, Vincent Odamtin, and by special request, Isi Dugan and Kina Likimani. Who was it said the reason why you never see black folks properly ever? on film or TV is cause white folks found them threatening. Whoopee! Ebeyo! 
we always thought our beautiful black skin was the problem. So Ifia and Ola, Eileen, Lola, and Tapu bleached and blotted their skins ugly to please our masters and our master's servants. Now don't come telling me flat noses, thick lips, and small ears must disappear to put the world at ease. That must explain why the princess Nefertiti and the youthful King Tut were dragged to Michael Jackson's beauty doctor long before young Michael was born. And also, why the Sphinx who looked like great ancestor King Kafra is being redone. We should have known we were in trouble. The day we heard a Corsican general traveled to Giza by way of Paris and a crown to shoot the Sphinx's nose off for not at all looking like his. And Finn, Hellas, Mondieu, Ebusiafu, for years the Sphinx stood massive, eternal, riddled with wisdom and all very thick lipped, very flat nosed. We never saw him photographed head on. But in the year 2020, the new Sphinx will be unveiled. Full visage on view, straight nose raised, thin lip tight and even maybe blue-eyed. A perfect image of the man who vested so much interest in his changing face. You see, Wekume, when folks figure you are their slave, your past belongs to them. Mind you, the man will try to grab your future too. Should we let him? Edu was born Christiana Ama Ata Edu into a royal fancy family in Ghana in 1942. She attended Wesley Girls High School in Cape Coast from 1961 to 1964. After leaving high school, she enrolled at the University of Ghana Legon and received her Bachelor of Arts in English. She worked in the USA where she held a fellowship in creative writing at the Stanford University. She also served as a research fellow at the Institute of African Studies, University of Ghana, and as a lecturer in English at the University of Cape Coast, eventually rising to the position of a professor there. As a junior research fellow at the Institute of African Studies at the University of Ghana, between 1964 and June 1966, Edu was part of the flourishing debate on Pan-Africanism. Aside from her literary career, she was appointed Minister of Education in 1982. As minister, Edu wanted to make education in Ghana freely accessible to all. But after 18 months, when she realized she couldn't achieve this, she resigned. She is divorced with a child. This is a short reading from the book Changes, a love story by Ama Ataedu. She has received the 1992 Commonwealth Writers Prize for Best Book Africa for this novel. My young lady, today you came here asking me a question. I shall try as hard as possible to give you an answer. I shall also try to make it my truth. 
not anybody else's. For in a world where lies are pampered like the only children and nephews of queens and kings, all we can do is to hold on to our own truth. It used to be possible to talk and know that you and everyone else knew what you were talking about. It has stopped being like that for some time now. These days, we are getting used to people saying big things when they mean so little or nothing at all. They talk of pretty things when they intend ugly and carry dangerous deeds home that properly belongs to the bush. You are asking me whether you should marry this Ali of yours, who already has got his wife and become one of his wives. Leave one man, marry another. What is the difference? Besides, you had a husband of your own, no? You had a husband of your own, whom you have just left because you say he demanded too much of you and your time. But Tessie, tell me, doesn't a woman's time belong to a man? My lady Silk, that one is a very new and golden reason for leaving a man. If ever there was one, and if you are truly asking for my opinion. As for you and your stories, they cheer the heart of an old woman who has not found anything in this life amusing in a long time. Leave one man, marry another. AC, you can. You've got your job. The government gives you a house. You have got a car. You have already got your daughter. You don't have to prove that you are a woman to any man, old or new. You can pick and choose. But remember, my lady, the best husband you can ever have is he who demands all of you and all of your time. Who is a good man, if not one who eats his wife completely and pushes her down with a good gulp of alcohol? In our time, the best citizen was the man who swallowed more than one woman. And the more, the better. So our warriors and kings married more women than other men in their communities to prove that they were, by that single move, the best in the land. My Lady Silk, remember, a man always gained in stature through any way he chose to associate with a woman, and that included adultery. Especially adultery, A.C., a woman has always been diminished in her association with the man. A good woman was she who quickened the pace of her own destruction. To refuse, as a woman, to be destroyed was a crime that society spotted very quickly and punished swiftly and severely. Ama Ata Edu has spent over seven decades of her career Writing about the portrayal of the struggles of womanhood, neo-colonial past and present, traditional roots and values, clash of cultures and societal development. She's a bold and fierce writer, doesn't back away from controversy in her writing. She tells the truth in her writing by presenting all sides of the story in a thought-provoking and entertaining way. She writes for women examining the role and capturing the experiences of African and Black women. Her writing examines what it means to be a woman at a certain place and time. 
Her work uses strong female protagonists that captures women's experience and pan-Africanism. She breaks the taboo in all her works. Edu contributes her feminist consciousness to growing up among women whom she described as strong because of their ability to negotiate their own existence. Between 1970 and 1985, she published these. Someone Talking to Some Time, a collection of poetry, The Eagle and the Chickens, a collection of children's stories, birds and other poems, The Novel, Changes, a love story, An Angry Letter in January and other poems, The Girl Who Can and other stories, and the diplomatic pounds and other stories. In 2000, she, recognizing the needs of women writers, she created Masem Foundation, a non-profit aiming to support African women writers. She has received the 1992 Commonwealth Writers Prize for Best Book for her novel, Changes, a Love Story. Someone Talking to Some Time, won the Nelson Mandela Prize for Poetry in 1987, among others. Thank you for listening to today's show. Shout out to the Gold Coast Report, GCR, for powering this podcast. Shout out to my producer, Jeffrey Oreku Sapom. Shout out to Senna for pressing the buttons. And a big shout out to you for listening. To catch all previous episodes, of this podcast and listen to subsequent ones follow gcr on instagram at the gold coast report on twitter you can also follow me at bookish abna on instagram and abna marian on twitter catch you on the next episode until then bye